I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. We are Absolute Radio, and right now, you're listening to Frank Skinner's section of the broadcast. I am Frank Skinner. It's a bit like I am Robot, Will <laughs> Smith. I am Frank Skinner, and I'm with um, Alan Cochran, the Cockrell, as we like to call him. And Morning. Emily Dean. <laughs> I dear. love that so much. Oh, I'm desperate for a Kiora now. <laughs> like that. You know what it's like. I'm not going to have an SRB. No. Not on my watch. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've, uh, we're here on Absolute Radio, where we like to be. Mm. Yeah. It's, yes, the on. blinds are down, a little bit sleazy. Producer yeah. did that earlier. Why are the blinds down? <laughs> I don't know. You can, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> if you want to text us about anything at all, you can text us on 812.15. The blinds, even. If you want to, and um, that's about it so far. I, it's a big day for me. I must say, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, doing, I'm doing my baggies brick. I beg your pardon. All right. Um, they're going to build a sort of a yellow brick road at West Bromwich Albion Football Club, leading to the club shop at the East Stand. Oh, that's lovely. And everyone's going to name. Well, not everyone, but you have to buy a brick and have your name oh, on it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, how much does a brick cost? Well, I don't know the answer to that. I, oh. imagine, I think you get a comp brick. Well, after the um, West Bromwich riots, there were quite a few bricks just lying around. <laughs> <laughs> so I just grabbed one in the street. But yeah, so me and Adrian Childs are doing the pre-match thing today when we appear with our respective bricks, oh. and then they'll go. There's no way to, to talk about Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> and they. Uh, that, they'll build a sort of a baggy brick road, I think they're going to call it. <laughs> Frank, you're all, you've already got a um, star on the Walk of Fame. I know, I'm, I'm all over the floor in, uh, yeah. in the West Midlands. I'm, I'm not ashamed of that. Mm. It's also 25 years since I stopped drinking, 25 years to the day since oh. I had my last drink of alcohol. Not drop, stop drinking, I don't want anyone thinking that it's all right to stop drinking. Dehydrated. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Um, <laughs> I, no, so I haven't had any alcohol for 25 years. And, and do you know what? I still miss it very, very much. <laughs> right. And anyone's thinking of giving up, I strongly advise you against it, because life, <laughs> life's never quite the same. I mean, 25 years, enough is enough! <laughs> um, and you can tell how exciting one's life becomes when you, uh, when you stop drinking. That uh, Earlier this week, I mean, I've been absolutely rushed off my feet just lately... Uh, Earlier this week, I was uh, I was playing noughts and crosses. <laughs> was it was it nineteen forty eight? No, it was, uh, I was playing with a, a, a friend and work colleague, mm. and I hadn't played noughts and crosses for, for some considerable time. I, it began with the story which I've told on the show previously about the fact that uh, I knew a guy who was an air steward, and yeah, you know, it was just a phase. And um, he told me that he'd been on a plane with um, Posh and Bex and they'd asked for a pen, a pen and paper mm. and they'd done a few tattoo designs and also they'd played quite a lot of noughts and crosses and I thought, what kind of idiots play noughts and crosses? It always ends in a draw, always, always, always. Anyway, I played this week and um, was beaten. Oh, and uh, yes, it was a blow. Uh, there'll be people listening, cynics, thinking, "Yeah, you're only you're only telling this because it's the the voting opens for sports personality of the year, <laughs> and you're trying to get, get yourself in as a." But it was I was really gutted. 
I thought, you can't lose. And then suddenly I saw that I'd left two options where oh, no. wherever I put my, my naught, he was going to put in his cross. Yeah, it was. And he was, the, the problem was he was so elated. He made me sign it and he signed it. And we had to put in brackets a- after our names what symbol we'd oh, been right. uh, using. No. And then he photographed that. I imagine that's all over the internet. He sounds a bit mental. No, no, he was, uh, he's, you know, he's an enthusiast. <laughs> who plays noughts and crosses with an adult, though? <laughs> well, who plays it at all? Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, children play it, because they haven't Do they still play it? I, I suppose they do. I suppose they're the target market. I wouldn't, for a game let, that I wouldn't let my children play if I had children. draw. I wouldn't. It's too negative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no, both a nought and a cross, both negative symbols. Yeah, mm. yeah. You admit that you're either a cross or a zero, aren't you? Yeah, it's not, not, I mean, no, it's ex- exactly. There's I'd no status. My children are going to play ticks and ampersands. <laughs> <laughs> Some suggestion of approval and something that's been added rather than just minus all the time. There'll be people who play Sudoku listening to this thinking, <laughs> what's happening to the world? Yeah. But try it. It's not as easy as it sounds, um, noughts and crosses. I'm thinking... Maybe Was I'll it be best to... of three, Frank? Because that's normally what you have to do, isn't I can't, it? I don't have that kind of time on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a busy week, hasn't it? It has, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, have to, I have to squeeze in noughts and crosses when, when I, you know, where I can. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I was loath to play, because if I'd lost two games... Yeah. Oh. See, I, I think I only lost... It was like when... Um, when a big team plays a smaller team in the mm-hmm. Carling Cup or something, they, they're a bit complacent. Mm-hmm. It was because I was thinking, um, if Posh and Bex can play this, <laughs> how can I be anything other than a winner? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, pride came before a fall and it, 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 it served me right. I don't feel good about it. I'll be honest with you. Anyway, if you've got any noughts and crosses reminiscences, <laughs> text us on 81215 and uh, we'll speak to you after this. That's uh, Blur Country House. Is that the name of the butter? Is that country something else? Country Life. Country Life, life. yeah. Yeah, of course. I'll tell you who'd know that. Alex James, wouldn't he? Oh, of course, he's the cheese man. Oh, God, does he ever shut up about it? (laughs) Honestly, we know. We know now you make your own cheese. (laughs) Why don't you try staying in your farm and making it and shut up about it on the telly all the time? He's gone a bit smug, Alan. Oh, God, not kidding. He's gone very smug. How do you you go from being in, like, the biggest Britpop sensation ever to doing cheese and become smug? Surely you have to lose your smugness. (laughs) Well, I've played the comedy store and we've got a plum tree on the allotment, but I don't, sh- I don't never shut up about it, do I? Have you got a plum tree on the allotment? Yes, we have. <laughs> we've got a plum tree. Do you know, I wouldn't make that up for cougar. I'm going to turn up at that allotment one day. <laughs> I will. And do what? I don't know. I just like the idea. It's like a royal visit. Like when the Queen opens a garden centre. <laughs> you would be the most glamorous on that allotment. I'm, I'm <laughs> going gonna, gonna to go there one night. I'm going to... Uh, take out a small set of tweezers, remove all the stones from the plums <laughs> and replace them with diamante clasps. Oh, that would be good. Imagine then when you eat that plum, you think, oh, what's happened here? I think, hold on a minute, I've got one as well. Imagine the confusion. I can imagine the dental work that that might lead to. Well, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I hadn't thought about that. When someone puts a coin in a Christmas pud, wouldn't it? Mm. Looking back, the whole idea was reckless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we nipped it in the uh, no, pod. I'm sorry, I suggested it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
Um, we've had a lot of t- um, texts and emails in about noughts and crosses on absolute 1940s. <laughs> it's it's, it's like fabulous news. <laughs> I think we could bring down the British gaming industry <laughs> to its knees because everyone will just get a pen and paper instead. It's much cheaper than mm. uh, Grand mm. Theft Auto. Mm. And you can play your own music in the background. That's a good exactly. point. That is a good point. Julius, however, says it's a flawed game. If you start, you can always win. Is that right? Well, that's according to Julius. I, put, I suppose Julius has an advantage from having lived for hundreds of years with the name Julius. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's not a modern name, is it, Julius? He's obviously got oh. some kind of reincarnation trick going Do you on. Think, you don't think it's the Etu Brute? <laughs> I don't know what the Etu Brute is. That's what Julius Caesar yes. said when Brutus uh, arrived oh. with the other conspirators. Yeah, oh, cool. it was his last words, darling. Oh, right, Sorry. Ides of March and all that. Now, listen, we've got um, also from Felicity. I was playing noughts and crosses with the five-year-old I babysit the other day. Without me letting her, she won. Complacency is a killer in noughts and crosses. It is. I think that's one thing we've all learnt this morning. It really is. Yeah. yeah that um, you've got to take every game on its merits. When it comes to noughts and crosses, to be a champion, you have to think like a challenger. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Play the game, not I the occasion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All these, I mean, it's full of cliches, the world of noughts and crosses, as we know. I haven't got a noughts and crosses story, but I think I am... Um, well, then get out. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, I didn't realise it was part of the remit. Oh. I, uh, I was once um, banned from the school chess club for fighting... That's pretty rock and roll, isn't it? Is it? <laughs> yeah. Fighting on the on the chessboard or no, with your fighting, fists? Fighting a physical fight in a in Murfield High School. But as did it, it was begin then. with the chess game or was it separate? The, the pawns uh, must debate. have gone everywhere. It began with some upset. Yeah, I think there was. Uh, I mean, there was no clarets. It was just uh, it was just fisticuffs. But yeah. then the cockerel got a ban. <laughs> Cock fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have them big spurs? Oh, no, I ate them big spurs. <laughs> no, but was it an argument about the chess game? I like no. the idea of someone getting so... It was my chip on my shoulder. I didn't really feel it. Were you a bit like... Were you a difficult, uh, difficult kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> should never have been allowed in the chess club, let's face it. Maybe, but perhaps... It was always going to end in trouble. Perhaps they were trying to rehabilitate me. <laughs> Maybe. It's a good game, though, chess. I've never been able to play backgammon. Can you play backgammon? No. No, I don't. It's too pointy, the board. Right. Board pattern, far yeah, too pointy. I don't like it. There's not enough going on. It's too plain, that board. Oh, really? Yeah. Also, I don't really want to get into anything that's championed by Omar Sharif. <laughs> <laughs> do do he, you think that is generally? He big into backgammon. Oh, God, he's the king of backgammon, is Omar. He? Mm. Is he? Omar Sheriff, as a, as a guy I work with used to call him. <laughs> I said that um, Omar Sheriff on the telly the other night. I mean, we were all guessing who that could be. <laughs> to Frank Skinner's section of the broadcast. Absolute Radio. Kids. MGMT. <laughs> Speaking of tea... Yes. Um, the cockerel is getting ever more starry every week. Oh, he yeah, ordered, ordered tea this morning mm. by referencing his own tan leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> he said, can I have it this colour? <laughs> That's... That's a slight misrepresentation. It's, it's of That's exactly what happened. It's not quite. I would have thought you'd have been uh, <laughs> more circumspect with being taken out of context this week yourself. But Why? Because no. <laughs> of my anti-Aki's barrage. What could you possibly exactly. be referring to, Alan? <laughs> I might have. I oh, might have. they don't like it up them. <laughs> can you blame them? Some of them might. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I... Uh, 
it was in a conversation about the colour of tea. And, well, uh, can I and just say in Alan's defence, you you weren't happy with the colour of your tea, Frank. Yeah, no, more well, starry. that's true. Well, we, and no, that's I true. Gave it's too some, dark. I gave some advice. I just said, don't make it the colour of the Nana and Benidorm. <laughs> make it more like Alan's jacket. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you and started then, the Alan's well, jacket. Well, and then, oh, he yeah. jumped aboard it, don't you worry. Yeah. See, Alan's jacket is more... Do you remember Caramac? Does it still yeah. exist, Caramac? It's quite yeah. Caramac. It is it's very, very Caramac. very buttery tan shade. <laughs> mm. It's a bargain from T to the K to the MAXX. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, I don't mind telling you, yeah. Frank, <laughs> why did you stop drinking? <laughs> Not my question. The question. Oh, you know, I was of, just wondering exactly that. <laughs> the question of five four seven. Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you five four seven. I've been asking myself that for many, many years. Why did I stop? And indeed, why don't I start again? <laughs> Big question. I think if I had to put it down, first of the mattress was full. <laughs> and like a water um, bed. Yeah, I tried siphoning it off. <laughs> Uh, but, but and secondly, um, I I didn't like those um, little like, bits of white stuff in the corners of my mouth first oh, thing in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Don't, Don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> you all right, Emily? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's my best. But it's a it's a big question. Like mm. I say, I'm very much not recommending it. Okay. <laughs> Right. Um, sometimes reality has got some pretty ragged, sharp edges on it. I don't know if you find that. Oh, yeah. What, the games of noughts and crosses? Well, that, see, yeah. Yeah. in the old days, I'd have gone out and got absolutely blasted mm. after that. I'd have been sitting in a court. You know, that's been in the film and there's a bloke who'd just been dumped sitting at the end <laughs> of a like bar. like in a western. Yeah, I'd have been sitting there saying, maybe if I'd been crosses, maybe that would have... Uh, maybe, I don't know, it, was, it just seemed so easy. And the next thing I knew, I was cornered. Well, yeah, we've worked out, we've established, haven't we? It's all about, you've got to start with the corners. Well, Sarah, who makes the mm. rubbish tea on this program. <laughs> oh, Sarah! But, um, but who's still a bit of a know-all when it comes to noughts and crosses. <laughs> says, if you, if you go first, you should never, ever lose at noughts and crosses. It should be possible. It's, you know, as long as you do the right things and you go first, you can't lose. It's, it's the corners, isn't it? And the other guy went, he did go first, so maybe it, right. he was making like he was a nonchalant, oh, we'll have a game. Yeah. And maybe he's a... He, he was a hustler. He, maybe he plays hustled. regularly. Mm. Yeah, he could be a league player for all I know. <laughs> and crosses hustled. Embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a horrible way to go, I must say. Frank, we've had an email in which I'd like to share with you. Uh, dear Frank, Emily and Alan, this is a little bit of a childhood idiotic eureka moment, but falls more into... The I should explain, yes. actually, for newly. An idiotic eureka moment is something that you don't get for years and years and years, and then it suddenly strikes you. Um, an example being uh, sooty and sweep someone sent in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, it never occurred to me sooty and sweep, as in chimney sweep. Mm -hmm. It never occurred to that person. I think for all of us it was an idiotic eureka moment. Yeah. Um, continue. This falls more into the category of irrational fears that you have before you're old enough to realise how life works. Mm. I used to be very worried about going to prison. I would think about how much I really wouldn't like it, assuming that everyone went to prison at some point in their lives. This is from Pete Doherty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Once they were grown up. Oh, they, oh, she thought everyone. She thought you just, that was part of life. Oh. Some families it is. Um, I think okay. it wasn't until I was at least a teenager that I suddenly realised that as long as I didn't do anything bad, I wouldn't actually go to prison. Well, that's uh, optimistic. Oh, yes, exactly. What about the many, many miscarriages of justice? <laughs> Carry on. Uh, did, you have a, did any of you have similar childhood misconceptions? That's from Kelly. So, Well, it, Kelly. 
<laughs> I never had anything that stupid, but I um. Oh, hi. No, it's a joke. Um, I I did think I was uh, before I went to school. Um, I couldn't read. My, you know, I know some kids are taught by their parents, mm-hmm. but um, I wasn't. And I remember reading uh, Rupert Bear with my my mum. Now, I don't know if you remember Rupert Bear, but it, they didn't employ the speech bubble. The uh, <laughs> The Rupert Bear people. What they would do, they would have Rupert um, in some sort of sit, sit situation. Off in a field. Yeah, whatever he was doing. Mm. He, sometimes he'd be in a house with a sort of, what looked like a, a sort of a panda with anorexia. <laughs> I never worked out what that thing was. Anyway, um, Rupert Bear, uh, it, all the um, text would be underneath the oh, picture. Yeah. So you get a picture and then a block of text underneath. So I couldn't read, so my mum used to read it to me. And then one day she said, why don't you read it? You know, just messing about, little kid. And I started reading, you know, Rupert Bear went into the forest, just, you know, saying whatever, and um, saw, you know, that panda creature. <laughs> and uh, I said, is that is that what it says? And she said, yes. I said, well, that's what it says? And she said, yeah. And I thought, well, this is much easier than I thought. <laughs> so obviously she was just humouring me, but I spent some time thinking that reading was basically just Making intuitive. Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, what, I, ju- I could just feel it. I could just feel what it said. And I honestly thought, that's it, I can read. It's as easy. And I'd, I'd do it with all sorts of books. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't until I came head on to phonetics mm. that... Um, I got into that. We should carry on with this. I'd, yes. I'd like to know what our, our, our listeners, what, what uh, misconceptions. Um, uh, I, I have a. Just as a reminder, <laughs> my, my, I've just been passed a note by my producer that says, What childhood conceptions did our listeners have? <laughs> well, this is, bro- this is broken Britain, isn't it? <laughs> we are Absolute Radio, and right now you're listening to Frank Skinner's section of the broadcast. Frank, we've had some texts in about childhood uh, conceptions slash mis- misconceptions. Mis- mis- let's keep it at misconceptions. Uh, <laughs> 722, while growing up, I thought the Fonz and Danny from Greece was the same actor. But, uh, I, I can see, see it. Yeah. I can see yeah. it arrive at that. Definitely. I, I reckon the Fonz was probably... Was he lifted from the Greece character, do you think? I don't know, but it was about 48, wasn't he? Yeah, that was, I like that. I, <laughs> I, I still have the same thing with uh, Roy Hodgson and Harry Redknapp. They're, oh. uh, they're two peas in a pod, aren't they? Do you they think look so? like I think Roy Hodgson looks like he's made out of old bits of Harry Redknapp. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> Me. If Harry Redknapp is a sort of a plasticine figure, Roy Hodgson is the leftovers all melded together. That's my theory. Well, I don't know if I can accept this criticism of the West Bromwich Albion manager. <laughs> what about me and Nigel Clough? That was my male look- looky-likey when I was growing up. <laughs> really? <laughs> Someone said that to me. Most in- Not the most insulting, but one of them. A guy said to me, oh, yeah, you remind me a bit of Nigel Clough. <laughs> <laughs> Can't really see was, it. That wasn't in the very midst of passion. No. no. <laughs> he, he never made it that far. No. Well, now that, well, the move to Liverpool was a mistake. <laughs> anyway, we can't talk about football. No. Well, we'll, we'll be stepping on Wrighty's toes. <laughs> I say the toes of Wrighty. That's what we'll be stepping on. I did that once at Premier. We've had another text in from Damien in Felixstone. Mm. Hola, Frank and Co. Oh, Spanish, early mm. on. I just assumed that the world used to be in black and white because of old films, etc., being in black and white. 
Well, I've heard this, but oh, I, I didn't yeah. think anyone actually believed that, but I've heard that said before. I, is it, I don't know about... This might be a misconception I still carry on. Am I right or am I wrong that dogs only see in black and white? Oh, is that true? Well, that's what I've always heard. Oh, that's interesting. Our, oh, our listeners will tell I us. I don't know how we would know that, though. I mean, it's not like they're ever describing anything to you and they just only... No, but you could, test, you could test them on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you test them on stop. Well, I must say, I have seen them stop at a, at a traffic light. <laughs> but only to urinate on it, to be fair. <laughs> no, I, 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 no, I've always thought, um, heard that to be true. I might have discovered a misconception. Oh. Of my own. I, I, I remember um, having a, a debate, I think it was with, anyway, about the fact, you know those pictures you get of dogs playing snooker? Oh, in yeah. Bars? Yes. yeah. That'd be a long game. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to be playing snooker in monochrome. Well, I'm a bit colourblind. I'm quite colourblind. And every now and again, uh, playing snooker, I'll I'll be staring at the brown, thinking, is this red or brown? Under certain light, I can really get confused. Mm. Oh, poor me. Have you been... No, uh, true. Have you been eating dog food on the quiet? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you could... Me- anyway, there'll be someone in us, because I find yeah. there, is a, there is one of our listeners, um, I, as I, I often refer to you, uh, our listeners, as Yougal. <laughs> because you just know everything. Between you, you know everything yeah. in the world there is to know. So someone yeah. will know whether dogs can see in only see in black and white. See, I sort of grew up just assuming everyone dabbled with LSD at some point in their lives. Yeah, there was a reason for that, <laughs> yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I, I can see that. <laughs> I did think, though, in pools, I did think if you went into a pool that... I think I'd seen that James Bond film where the shark came out. I thought that was sort of all pools that would ha- there was a shark underneath. Oh, really? And then it was just a sort of Russian roulette thing that you either got out or you didn't. Right. All swimming, all yeah, masses there, of water. There was a the facility for a shark to come out. Oh, you see, oh, right. in Langley Bats, I just assume it, it wouldn't get past the excrement. <laughs> <laughs> but it would go down before that with some sort of terrible pollution. <laughs> yeah, well, I had that thing. I, I, I remember talking about this vaguely on... on uh, I think it was Have I Got News For You I was on. And uh, I used to have a stick-on steering wheel, which my mum bought me, and I used to have it on the boss. And she'd stick it on the back of a chair. And I was... Um, I was 38. I'd had a breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was when I was a kid. And I, I honestly thought I was... I really thought I was steering the boss. Great. And when I used to get off the bus, I used to look slightly contemptuously you know, at the driver sitting there with his hands on the wheel and think, yeah, dream on. <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Sing, sing, sing. Well, that sounded like someone calling the register in a Mumbai primary school. <laughs> <laughs> that was a uh, sing by... Um, <laughs> oh, delicious. It was an I am... <laughs> <laughs> We've had a good text in from uh, 534, I think we can call him or her. Oh, no, it's a him, Paul. You had the name, but you eschewed it. <laughs> I went for the number. I hadn't read to the end of his text. <laughs> oh, well, that's wrong. It's about me, so I drifted off towards the end. Alan, the snooker player Peter Ebden suffered the same colour blindness and would sometimes foul by hitting the brown instead of a red. Sounds yeah, like an excuse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Peter Ebden, I remember. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure it was Peter Ebden. I saw, did he live in Dubai? Yeah, tax exile. Was, his, was he? I think it was because... I, saw oh, I like the way you jumped in there, yeah, slightly yeah. judgmental. I've I saw him interviewed, <laughs> and uh, there was two things that stuck in my mind. They said, Who you, who's your closest friend in snooker? And he says, well, I've got um, a wife and, and four kids, so I don't really need any friends. 
And I thought, that's an interesting... Mm-hmm. <laughs> that the idea that they sort of replace as their... Oh, that's it. Four mm. kids. I don't think I need any friends. Any, and favourite <laughs> food, steak, which puts me off anyone in any Q&A. Really? Even Why? though I like steak. Favourite food... I think, think... Have a bit of a bigger think about it. Mm. <laughs> steak. <laughs> Come on, Peter. <laughs> and also, he wouldn't know if it was well done or rare. No, he wouldn't. No, it's really stupid, no colourblind thing. Yeah. I don't have a go at him oh, being colourblind. <laughs> Pardon? Call it stupid colourblind. No, but... Uh, it's an affliction. Also, life has dealt in one of those blows, hasn't it? Because he's one of those bald men that used to have a ponytail. And oh, always, did he? Still got it, apparently. It's very snooker player, <laughs> the ponytail. It's on, it's on a wooden plaque. There's an- <laughs> that would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. There's my, old, there's my old ponytail that I had when I... Uh, in his, uh, yeah. in his Dubai home. Would it, if uh, you condition. did that, if mm. you cut off your ponytail and put it on a wooden plaque on the wall, would it go grey as you got older? <laughs> no! It wouldn't go grey. No, of course it wouldn't. Well, this is the secret, isn't it? The secret is to shave your head. Ask old... Have your hair made into a wig and then just put it on every morning. You'd never go grey. Yeah, you could put your own ponytail back I'm on. Gonna, does anyone know Figo's home address? <laughs> <laughs> I'll drop him a line. Frank, we've had uh, another text in. This is from Gavin, who says, Hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. What is the too loud screensaver that keeps popping up in front of Frank's screen in the studio? Oh, this is, uh, this is one of our webcam people. If oh, you're yeah. watching now, what's he called? He's called Gavin. Gavin. If you watch now, Gavin, <laughs> but you'll see it doesn't work. Yeah, sometimes if I'm too loud, it's not working now. A thing comes up and says to me, too loud. It came up one morning when I was wearing an, a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's how sensitive it is. I was going to say, if he's watching on the webcam, he can see what colour his tea should be from my jacket. Just yeah, remind me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it flashes up various things, the absolute console. Too boisterous. <laughs> <laughs> There's too loud. Look, just went up then. Oh, too, t- too tentative, I once got, <laughs> which... Uh, yeah. Sometimes it comments on the clothes I'm wearing. Too low cut. <laughs> yes, It'll well, say. I was saying that to uh, the cockerel earlier. <laughs> But we don't. No, you're not actually not today. today. I'm no. all trussed up like a turkey today. Frank, we've got four, five, nine. This is we're talking about childhood misconceptions. Of course. Um, until I was nine or ten, I thought everybody died aged a hundred. <laughs> until I told. That'd be neat, wouldn't it? Well, then this is Kay. She says until I told a friend of mine who was three days older than me that they would die three days before me. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kay and Bethnal Green. Right. Um, we've also... I, they'd have thought it was going to be one of these and then turn the gun on himself, wouldn't they? <laughs> Three days later. <laughs> Do you think the Queen would bother with the telegrams if everybody died at 100? No, probably not. It'd just be too general, wouldn't it? I, I, surely there's some kind of corny joke about they die at 111. Ill. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. Let's, let, let's, doesn't see, matter. If, let's <laughs> see if there is. That's this morning's <clears throat> comedy workshop. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> set up. And now it's time for the Cockerel's Comedy Workshop. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great regular feature, wouldn't it? Where we um, give them the bare bones. Oh God! Have a joke. Oh, God, not no. the chicken bones. <laughs> I can tell you my childhood misconception. Yeah. Do it. Uh, I, I, I used to read a lot of Enid Blyton, mm. the, uh, and I don't know if you remember, but the this is not going to be something about race. <laughs> no, no, okay, not, just, not at all. Just not going to be something out. about the boy that met them on the station no, platform. No. You know, uh, the 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 books that I read particularly had uh, sort of her autograph on the front. Oh, yes. yeah, I remember that. that yeah. kind of, and 
uh, Walt Disney style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I genuinely remember being surprised that Enid Blyton was a woman writer because I, it's not a name that I'd encountered. Yeah, and, oh, Enid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and just and they're all sort of quite um, sort of boys and their adventures stories, even though there's girls and a dog in it. But I remember thinking, Enid Blyton is the name of a woman, and being <laughs> genuinely surprised that it's a woman writer. I can I can see that. Well, now you come to mention it, there's not that many Enids about. Not no. not these days. No. no, I'm thinking I might uh, I might revamp that. And a woman racist, it turns out. <laughs> yeah, but I maybe th- that's why it fell out. That, you, you don't get many adults. Yes. Racism can kill, a, nice kill a Christian name right off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had the same thing recently when I found out that Dick Francis used to be a jockey. You didn't know that? No, I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I walked right into that like it was uh, an articulated lorry that they'd left the ramp down on because they were in the house putting the furniture in place. My, yeah. um, my mother used to cash cheques at the off-licence. This is back in the 70s. And I genuinely thought she used to go to Mr Hannigan. She'd go, I need to get some money, darling. We're going to have to go to Mr Hannigan. And she'd, she'd cash a cheque. And I, so I thought that's where you got money. I thought, like, the off-licence was like a bank. I genuinely thought that. So I'd tell her, just go possible. to the off-licence. Yeah. Oh, Mr Hannigan. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound. So lovely. There's a, there's a Miss Hannigan, isn't there, in Annie? Yeah. And anything about Annie brings a, a tear to my eye. Mm. It's a hard not lie for us. We are Absolute Radio, and right now you're listening to Frank Skinner's section of the broadcast. Absolute Radio. I forgot she existed. That was Alanis Morissette. Mm. I'd forgotten she was quite so angry. No, she's got. She had a cob on for a while, but she's got over it now. Did she? she? Certainly mm. got out of the bed on the wrong side that morning, <laughs> didn't she? It's ironic, isn't it? <laughs> I always thought she was very attractive. Mm. Yeah, she was. She played God in a movie. What was that? She did. Did yeah. she? Someone on that. Again, our listeners know everything. The bugle. Yeah. I'm surprised I haven't got Figo's home address come through. <laughs> I've been waiting. <laughs> you were asked. <laughs> don't, don't encourage no. that sort of thing, surely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, that wasn't, sorry, I was just thanking that my tea arriving. <laughs> I must How's have, the colour? I must, the colour, yeah. It's, it's all right, actually. Yeah. I'd say it was, uh, yeah. Okay. I'd say it was, um, lime arrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got you. Can yeah. you still get lime arrows? <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely confections. Frank, uh, there's news of things Winnerian. Ah, oh, well, we always like Winnerian news. Um, mm. We speak, of course, of Michael Winner. Yes. The, the, the great um, film director. Is he, uh, is he a friend of the show, would we say, a friend of the show? We keep oh, an eye I on him. I wish. Certainly um, keep an eye on his activities. Yeah, I think we? it's more like Badger Watch. We, um, <laughs> we, we watch him through a night sight on a regular basis. I've, I've met, had many happy hours with... Um, me and him always seem to get sat next together at, at, at big do's. Yeah. Well, that's when he said to you, ask Marlon Brando. Exactly. Yeah. I, I should phone Marlon Brando about like, my Laurel and Hardy <laughs> thing. Yeah, he's... he's uh, He's full of fun, Michael mm. Winner. So, anyway, it's been, so, a, it's been a big he's week. It's what you call jolly. Actually, he's not jolly anymore because he lost a load of weight, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, he's finally got married, Frank. He was, it was on and off. He's, well, he says it's taken uh, 55 years. The relationship's been on and off for 55 years. Blimey. Yeah. He's finally tied the knot. Mm. Brilliant. He's 75. Years. I quite like a, I like a late wedding, though. Mm-hmm. 
I do. That's quite yeah. like that. Well, it, it is. is, I know. But I'm getting to the stage in life where I'm not quite 75 yet, <laughs> but it is the sort of second weddings. The second uh, marriage says lots of... Oh, right, yeah, the yeah. women like a white trouser suit, forgiving white trouser suit, and the men look anxious. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, I'm moving to the Michael Winner thing where you're thinking um, <laughs> cheap nursing <laughs> is one of your um, big motivations for them. I, I, one thing I thought about the, the, the white trouser suit, I mean, she looked very lovely, the yeah. wife. And it's nice that he was marrying someone nearer to it. I imagined it would be someone 19 but obviously yes. that would be difficult the 55 year relationship mm-hmm. but she looked very nice but i think if one of you are gonna spray tan you have to both join him mm-hmm. because he was very spray tanned and she <laughs> was just it looked like at first i thought it was a section of a, of a blackpool scarf because <laughs> <laughs> she was very white and he was very orange and i thought yeah. that i thought that was wrong i bet when she turned up she said oh why didn't you tell i bet i bet there was a bit of a one of their first marriage rows or pre-marriage rows. I've only got two bits of style advice for her. Watch the shiny tights. Also, a mm. um, bit of overhang on the engagement ring, just with the skin area. You've got to be a bit careful. Oh, really? I've yeah. never... What, yeah. what a, a, a wedding ring muffin. <laughs> yes. Never heard of one of those before. Watch the uh, shiny tights was some advice that my doctor gave me a while ago. Actually, oh. no, I've misheard. Um, <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> I like this. I like this story. I do think the fifty-five years of uh, of being with somebody and then getting married—it does smell of uh, inheritance tax avoidance somehow. <laughs> <to me. laughs> yeah, no, oh. That's another possibility. <laughs> of oh, do you know, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> Sorry, I've taken the sheet. <laughs> you off. ruined it. What for was me. a romantic day out for all concerned? Can I just ask, when they look back at their wedding photos in a couple of years' time, will he say, "I'm brown, dear"? <laughs> <laughs> I had to get one of those here. Yeah, yeah. Well, someone important. surely must have said that on the day. Yeah. There must have been a calm down. Surely. Probably the vicar, you know, when yeah. you get this When there was a lawful impediment moment. You know, you get like at the old Anglican vicar who comes in with a bit of a gag. Actually, I don't know if it was in it. Was it, was it a civil partnership type? No. It was, uh, it was, yeah, it was re- registry civil yeah. partnership. No. It was, uh, oh yeah, it was Chelsea Registry Office. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. The last time we talked about him, he was putting his house on the market because the light bulbs were so expensive. <laughs> and now he's getting married in a registry office. Yeah, he's like, he's gone, he's gone into a big sort of whirlwind, a thrifty <laughs> winner. <laughs> I like there was only two other people at the wedding, and it was Michael and Shakira Kane. <laughs> <laughs> of course, <laughs> I suppose he thinks if you got them. You don't really need anybody yeah. else. Oh, that was that's that's a great booking, though. Mm. <laughs> booking. The thing is, he, he's such he's the biggest name dropper in the world, so he he probably would only invite people who'd be really impressive names to drop. Yeah, yeah. So no one else probably quite. Ma- I'd have gone. I'd have, <laughs> I'd have, I'd have, just they could have picked the collar up front. I'd have I'd have gone. There's a slight right. sadness in your eyes there that you feel overlooked. I'd have gone. Well, let's face it. We're not going to get a second stab at the Michael Winner wedding. <laughs> I, I would have thought. Um, but yeah, and also I I, I was on um, I was on QI last night, and yeah. I, I watched the very end of it because I like to watch myself, and I forgot. But it, do you remember when I got spray tanned for... Um, ne- yeah. I've never seen Star Wars. I, one of the things I got... Di- do- I did the five things you've never done before, and one of them was oh. spray tanned, and I forgot that I'd done it the day I did QI. Oh, I so looked you're looking- absolutely ludicrous. Did, did you look Craig, Craig Revel Horwood levels? Oh, I'm post. I'm more Imran Khan. <laughs> I... I, 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 I Oh man, I've never. I thought you looked very handsome. I hope anyone wasn't watching and thought that was just me being the normal. Because the makeup woman said to me, "I'm going to have to take the edge off that. I don't want people thinking it was me." 
<laughs> and I still looked apps. Oh, no. She's never worked again. <laughs> <laughs> we are Absolute Radio, and right now you're listening to Frank Skinner's section of the broadcast. We were just talking about Michael Winner's wedding. We were. We were. One of the things I noticed, they listed his, uh, some of his ex-girlfriends, and one of them says, um, ex-Hills Angel, Lorraine Doyle. <laughs> and <laughs> I thought, they're, they're a, di- a dying breed now, aren't they, the Hills the Angels. Angels? They're a bit like, you know, you know on a Remembrance Day, you, get, you used to get the World War I survivors, and they got less yeah. and less. Uh-huh. And uh, I wonder who will be the Hills Angels' Harry Patch, <laughs> the last one who remains such a sort of special thing they all had good names <laughs> the rain is a very hills angel name i think like babs should, because there are no world war one veterans left they should they should replace them with hills angels i yeah. think this mm. this this one be quite a quick parade though wouldn't it very very jerky quick parade <laughs> <laughs> he pulled well though michael winner throughout his life mm-hmm. all right. i'm not suggesting he's passed i'm just no. saying he's done well for himself no he's um jenny seagrove lovely He's done some... I'll tell you, one of, one of the things I never understood is when um, they decommissioned Michael Winner's True Crimes. I don't remember Michael. Oh, God, oh it's great. awesome. They used I'm to... assuming it was a programme <laughs> rather than a chapter of his life that I'm unaware yeah, of. No, they used to... Um, it was brilliant. It was like a drama that recreated a, a, a crime from history. Oh. He sort of introduced it. It would begin yeah. with him in, like, a velvet smoking jacket sitting in a, a chair with a large book, and he'd say <laughs> stuff like... Um, they say hell hath no fury, like a woman scorned. That was certainly the case for Helen Witherspoon on the 17th of January, 1948. And then it would go into that, oh, man. It was brilliant. Such uh, well, the Alfred Hitchcock presents. Yeah, it was very much that. Yeah, yeah. I suppose we've all said to a loved one, I could just strangle you. <laughs> you know where it's going. We know where it's going, Michael, with that opening. <laughs> Spoiler alert. They started going a bit too recent. That was what happened. They got complaints. Oh, oh, oh I see. Who's stomping around upstairs? <laughs> Can you hear? It's awful. <laughs> but they can't hear at home. They don't want to know what's no, going I on No, I know, but I, I found it so distracting. I'm sorry. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> 633. Oh, I've, I've just had an internal phone call to say that a large space satellite has landed <laughs> on the fourth floor. <laughs> but not to mention it. Frank 633. There's a dead dog in it, apparently. <laughs> Oh, no, it's Laika. <laughs> it must be Spotnik too, <laughs> after all these years. 633, in an effort to reduce the ring finger muffin, did Winner say, palms down, dear? <laughs> I like that. I think I did palm down, dear, the other week, but I like it in its new context. I like it. Yeah, they're reusable, the uh, the calm down, dear, uh, derivatives. Yeah, they've got... They're also, very versatile. Also, Frank, you were asking who, which movie did Alanis Morissette play God in, in a mm. slight sort of eggheads turn the programme took. Yeah. And uh, the answer is Dogma 119-073-381-059. All Dogma. Yeah. Brilliant. And yeah. we, um, I should say, on the subject of things sent to the show, we had a brilliant thing oh. sent in this week, which was... A, what was it called? Did he call it? Was, it was um, from Jonathan and Godalming, and it was called a mind map. Yes, and it's a mind map of the three of us, really. Yeah. So it's re- there's references to things like our Keith. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and um, InStyle magazine and... Whippets. Yeah, Whippets. Yeah, and it's, 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 we've whippets. all been joined together with our various things, you know. It's hard to... We should put it on the... Can we put it on the website? Yeah, we can put it on the website, apparently. I think it's, it's a work of art. Mm, I do. Mm, it's great. 
Oh. <laughs> I don't know how to follow it, really. Just the discussion of it seems to have left me a little bit of an impasse. Somebody has texted in saying, yes, we can hear the stomping. Oh, they can hear the stomping. <laughs> they can. So there you go. You're quite Thank right you. to chuck your fit. Yeah, but that could just be Tanya <laughs> Snogs texting from the room next door. <laughs> Doesn't quite count quite the same. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, Frank... Uh, I need to share with you. I had my worst kind of altercation this week. It was mm, bare knuckle c- boxing again. No, yeah. uh, we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> okay. It was a celebrity-based one. Okay. You know, I don't like to get on the wrong side of celebrities. Well, no, I but, know. But it does happen. And this week, I went to a party. I, actually, it was so bad. It was so bad. The altercation. I did what I call my arthritic claw. No, oh. oh, the claw went off. Yeah, the claw. It's a kind of strained bird's claw, isn't it? Movement mm-hmm. to represent my discomfort. Well, I suppose all the tension in your body, yeah. it goes into the claw. It goes into the claw. <laughs> um, so I was at. It was the St Pancras Hotel. Lovely. They've refurbished it. Lovely. Is that right? Yeah. Very Famous swell. Champagne bar or something there. Isn't yes. It? Well, this um, is all over my head. I must say. Well, this was a very, it was a night, it was a posh party. Yes. What um, was the occasion? You were allowed to say? Yeah, I think um, it was for uh, Wallpaper Magazine, which is a posh kind of design interiors uh, magazine. I've seen it on mm. um, on the racks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I get introduced to this guy. Sturdy, sturdy paper. It's printed on. Very sturdy. Very sturdy. It's almost yeah, yeah. card. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. you were interested in papier mâché, you'd be going straight to that, wouldn't well, you? Well, I don't know. It takes some soaking. <laughs> <laughs> papier mâché, I'll go cheap stuff. Hence the word pulp. I oh think. yeah, yeah. But um, no, that stuff you could be waiting well, a fortnight. It's funny you should mention. I pulp. could knock together a masonette with the, <laughs> with the pages of Wallpaper magazine, but I'd be perfectly happy with. Pray continue. So I get introduced to this guy. He's got the sort of bleached hair and the skinny jeans, the iconography of the pop star. Oh yeah. And as I'm talking to him, I'm thinking, oh, I think I know who you are. I think you're that man, Mr. Hudson. Do you remember him? What from upstairs, downstairs? No. <laughs> <laughs> It's not how I remember him. I remember no. him as a sandy-haired Scots gentleman. Not Gordon Jackson. Oh, oh Gordon Jackson. Okay. No, no, he wasn't there. He's no longer with us. Oh, this okay. is Mr. Hudson. Do you know who he is, Alan? No. Can oh, I just say, I, f- I feel bad though for any J- Jacko fans <laughs> listening who didn't know Gordon Jackson had passed on. They just that's it. They've just got it like that suddenly on a Saturday morning. I don't think they can consider themselves Jacko well, fans. That's a different he's a group. Quite, well, he's well, quite. He's got, should we even say he's gone as well? I just think. <laughs> They're dropping like flies, the Jacksons. Carry on. So he's quite a sort of trendy and famous pop star. I bet Emma, the producer's heard of him. There, there you Who go. Who is he? He's called Mr. Hudson. Oh, Google it, is, it. it was Mr. Hudson. I've, ne- I've never heard of him. Well, I wasn't sure, Frank, either. I wasn't 100% sure. And okay. I thought, I know. What I'll do is ask him vague questions so what, I can establish. What's his genre? What's his genre? Emma, what would you describe his genre as? Uh, dance. 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 Dance yeah. pop. Dance, poppy pop, dance, dance, yeah. Pop, poppy yeah. dance. Let's go pop, with that. Bit of indie. Oh, it's him that does the poppy dance. That, um, <laughs> yeah, opium fueled um, <laughs> zigzagging across the dance floor. We're all so familiar with. Okay, Mr. Hudson. So I think it's him, but I wasn't 100. How I old is uh, is Mr. Hudson? Why are you so obsessed by Mr. Hudson? Well, because I've never heard of okay, him before. Oh, I would say 30. I'm going to go 32. Okay, I'm guessing that. The listeners will know who he is. Trust me. I wasn't quite sure. So I start sort of asking him questions where I can establish who he is. I say, oh, what are you up to? That sort of thing. <laughs> That's always good. Yeah. Favourite food, steak. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, I bet Mr Hodson's favourite food is... I, I, I bet he likes a tiger prawn. 
<laughs> and I don't know who he is, but I'm just like, thrust, thrust from his description. <laughs> he says... If he's wearing skinny jeans, I imagine he exists entirely on Pop-Tarts, all the empty <laughs> calories, he's just, you know... Well, I, yeah, after a life of, um, of opium dancing. <laughs> he's doing opium <laughs> dancing! Anyway, so... Wait, so he starts talking about buildings and architecture, and we're at this kind of design party, and oh. I think, oh, I've got it wrong. He's obviously some big architect or something. He didn't do Father Hodson's home, <laughs> a well-known Catholic charity. <laughs> I'm intrigued now. I thought I got it wrong, so I thought, oh, maybe he's an architect. He's one of those trendy. So I said, oh, that sounds interesting. He said, yeah, you know, it's. um, um, um," He he was mentioning, name checking all these buildings. So I I thought, well, I'm going to go in there. I just said, so what project are you working on at the moment? Yeah, fair enough. And he said, well, I'm doing up the kitchen, but after that, I hope to have another album out. And I I think he was a bit offended because he thought I was suggesting he was a builder. I wasn't suggesting that. Um, I didn't think that. Well, I think he was. Do you think he was wrong? See, I would say that you picked exactly the right neutral sentence. What project could be an album? That's what I thought. And it could be a building project. It could be. I remember I did a project on uh, (laughs) the fishing industry in Scandinavia in geography. (laughs) (laughs) Could have been that if he'd gone back into education. Yeah, yeah. He he might be doing an open university module. He might well have said, I'm doing my dissertation on Oxbow Lakes, but that's not not the point we're here for the architecture. I thought it was the right thing to do. It didn't work. You you were innocent there. Oh, thank you. Well, the pub landlord turned up um, after that. Oh, yeah. The well, actual was it? Al Murray. Not his gaff, so therefore not his rules on this yeah. occasion. He stuck his size 11s in it. He made it worse. Did he? What did he did say? It? He said, oh, don't worry. I confided in him discreetly that I was having arthritic claw moment. He said, oh, don't worry. I had to give him an award at the Brits. And I said, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> uh, made it worse. Yeah, but that's probably... If you're if you're brash like that, it's probably all right with it. And, you know, it probably took us a joke. He styled it out, Al. You Mr. See, Hudson probably thought, well, he does really, but he's just, he's just acting yeah, the yeah. goat. Yeah, Al yeah. wouldn't let it lie. As you say, it was his gaff, his rules. Yeah. Well, I need to find out more about Mr Hodson, because I feel, <laughs> I feel we've got off on the wrong foot. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. yeah. Call me a t- having a go at my friends, Mr H, yeah. as I like to call him. Let's step to him. Yeah. Well, also, I'm, I'm going to Google him. <laughs> we are Absolute Radio, and right now you're listening to Frank Skinner's section of the broadcast. Absolute Radio. 520, Frank has texted in. Yes. You were talking about Figo earlier. Yeah, Figo, in case you don't know, he's doing an advert at the moment. But what it used to be called Grecian 2000 mm. stuff that you put to stop you going. Gr- mm. Not called that anymore. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a company name with a certain pessimism <laughs> added to it. They obviously didn't think it was going to last that long. Oh, I, I like the classical reference there. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, but 2000 is just a bit. Let's all meet up for some <laughs> Greek 2000. That's what they should have used as their advert. <laughs> Good. Anyway, he's, he's advertising uh, not having grey hair. Basically. And this is uh, 520 says, My partner is Swedish and she tells me Figo lives in the north of Sweden in a place called Solefti okay. in the summer months with his Swedish wife and kids. Lovely. I'm, I'm trying to get in touch with Figo at the moment about, his, uh, <laughs> about my new method I've come up with. And... Uh, um, and he lives in Sweden. Mm, Lovely. Apparently so. I bet there's no snow on Figo's roof. <laughs> I bet he dyes it the same colour as the thatch. <laughs> that would be good if he had a heated black roof. <laughs> all the other houses just with snow on. <laughs> That's Figo's house, isn't it? Yeah, all the pigeons and everything all, all coloured black on his thing. Absolutely jet black. Oh, dear. And we've had a, a, a good text in for a, a childhood misconception is a... 
uh, based on you know various misconceptions. Somebody thought everybody went to prison, um, <laughs> but we don't. Uh, when I was young, I used to think my dad was extremely popular and knew hundreds of people because he was constantly waving at people when driving, who usually <laughs> waved back. It was a long time before I realised he was just acknowledging other drivers for letting him into a gap in the traffic, etc. That's great. I really like that. Mm. They obviously grew up in quite a built-up area. See, it's dying out a bit now, the way. Oh. It's a sound wave. Is it's been replaced anything... by the flashing lights. Oh, you're Is there right, anything fine. more infuriating than when you let somebody pass and they don't give you the wave as they go? And you're like, I hate oh. it. I say thanks. Well, I'd say um, yeah. third world poverty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's more infuriating than that. But, you know, we're all different. <laughs> as long as he's not a clapper, I don't like a sardonic clapper. Oh, to indicate right. that you've done you've done a, a poor manoeuvre. No, I don't like that. Oh, yeah. Frank, uh, we've I like a- to keep a hostile glove puppet in the uh, <laughs> in the glove compartment. Where else? And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll wave with that to see if I can shot them. I've never been more delighted than when I uh, I stalled it in the car with my son in the back, and he went, "Did you stall it, Daddy? Like Mummy does." <laughs> <laughs> oh, seventies child. Yeah. That's what you need. You'll be at GCHQ before you know who you are <laughs> with the, with his information. We are Absolute Radio, and right now you're listening to Frank Skinner's section of the broadcast. Need you tonight in excess. Oh, sorry, Michael. Oh, I thought that was Alan singing that. <laughs> I, I forgot. genuinely did. I completely forgot about it. I'd just like um, to clarify to everyone that I was not singing over the <laughs> end of the song. Oh, no. Steve Wright in the afternoon style. <laughs> feels very disrespectful. Does he sing over the song, Sometimes, Steve Wright? Does yeah. he? I love Steve Wright. He likes to belt a bit out over the top of the song. Oh. Just in case anyone at home is pressing play and record. I'll tell you what he does like. He likes a black garment. Oh, Tell you what he does like, a cake. Ooh, I did wonder what... He likes a cake. <laughs> I, will, I will not participate. I love I'm Steve just Wright. saying he's pulled a ripcord. Frank, we've had a text in. No, wrong. On, it's just wrong. On, from 942. Mm-hmm. And this, I think, is re Mr Hudson. Oh, Mr. If, the notorious Mr Hudson. <laughs> if it helps to get a measure of the man, I believe he formed a relationship with the fern for a while. The fern. Well, I think it's cotton, not Britain. Oh well, who knows? Oh, really see, it's thought. a big, it's a big. That's how you judge him, isn't it? Really, whether it was cotton or Britain. <laughs> if it was Britain, I respect him in one way for going for the larger lady. Actually, she's not the larger lady. Mm. The fact that she's married probably makes him a bad. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. In this modern day, no one cares anymore. Well, when this came in, and it doesn't say which, which man it is referring to. How's the fern spelled? Uh, oh, F E R N. Oh, that's the, Fern Britain with a capital <laughs> F. Yeah. It should really be capital T and capital F, shouldn't it? The Fern. Mm. But so no, that's, that's Fern Britain. Yeah. Fern, oh. e- Fern <laughs> Cotton is F-E-A-R-N. It is. I'm uh, afraid the story's out. Because, <laughs> because he hasn't specified, he or she hasn't specified which man, though, that we've been talking about on the programme. So, no. first so it might not be Mr Hudson. I was thinking, no, is it, it is. Peter Ebden? Is it Figo? Oh, not <laughs> Peter Ebden and Fern Britain. Don't be <laughs> thinking about <laughs> Oh, Could no. be Michael Winner. Peter Ebden's happily living in Hungary, as we've heard mm. from somebody else. Is that right? Oh, yeah, he's in Budapest now. Well, I, I, anyway, I've been I down just... the east and I've been down the best and I've even had a point in Budapest. I had a. I've, can I have a celebrity faux pas retrospective? Oh, yeah, I've had many. What well, happened was, I this year, I went, not this year, last weekend, I always kept um, <laughs> those two time based qualifiers mixed up. <laughs> um. Last weekend, I had to give up my tenure as president of the Samuel Johnson Society. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I handed it over to um, Susie Dent of um, Dictionary Corner. 
I think we spoke yeah. about last week. It's a lovely I can't evening. call you SJP anymore. Samuel Johnson president. No. And I loved saying that. No. Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm. And so, um, anyway, I, I met a, a, a guy there who was a, he was a hotelier. I don't think there's any other word for it. Oh. And he was a hotelier in Birmingham. Now, there was an incident in Birmingham which I um, refer to in my autobiography. <laughs> Frank Skinner by Frank Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> Purple cover, two white dogs. You'll, you'll spot it. And anyway, uh, what happened was I used to drink a lot in the 1980s and I was in uh, a public house in Birmingham called the Garden House. Mm. And I saw Kenny Ball and his jazz men. Are you familiar with Kenny, Kenny Ball? He was, he was a British trad jazz yes. giant. Such hits as um, Midnight in Moscow. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and, or um, oh, uh, March of the Siamese Children. <laughs> we won't do the whole... Uh, we won't do his back catalogue. No. Anyway, I saw him in there. I got very, very excited that Kenny Ball... Because th- those days, despite what uh, Emily Dean might think, that everyone's got contacts. She once said to me, <laughs> if everyone has got it. at least one contact with show business. Yes. She said, I bet your dad at least knew a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, anyway, I thought, it's Kenny Ball. I was absolutely beside myself it was Kenny Ball and his jasmine. So I thought, how can I, you know, how can I connect with him? So I drank a lot in those days. So what I did was I... Um, I pulled down my trousers and underpants and danced in front of him um, singing uh, Midnight in Moscow. You didn't. I did. It was, I oh. wouldn't even mind, but it was lunchtime. It, was, it wasn't even, it wasn't even like half ten in the evening and I'd been at it all day. In those days, I just topped it up. But it's a lovely story to tell on the 25th anniversary of me quitting drinking. It might yeah. remember what. Anyway, um, as I remember it, Kenny, you know, and, and the jazz men all... I, to be honest, I remember the, the jazz men laughing a bit more than Kenny did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, it turns out that this, this hotelier was telling me that Kenny was staying um, at his hotel at the time. Oh. And he'd said to him, anywhere around here for a nice quiet drink on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon, and he said, yeah, the garden house. He said he, Kenny got back. He said Kenny looked visibly shaken. But <laughs> <laughs> he got it. <laughs> um... And this oh, is a jazz, fine. this is a jazz trumpeter, you know what I mean? They live, yeah. they live pretty wild lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't well, use you, the actual... You saw Calvin Classics as well. I was, yeah. I took down my, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. In other words, oh, I was, oh, yeah. I can't believe you did that. I was as, exposed. As first impressions go, it's, 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 yeah. it's quite a big one. Isn't yeah, it? I thought, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I thought, I don't know how long he's staying, you know, I have to make a, an impact here. <laughs> and it seems strangely apt... What was in pink, Kenny Ball and all. But anyway, he um, apparently took it very badly and had a go at the bloke and said there was some bloke there who... Um, and then I won't go into Kenny's description. It was more graphic than, than my own. Um, and this bloke could... We said, what, lunchtime? And you can imagine how the conversation went on. So when, then this guy read my autobiography and put, uh, put two and two together. So he came up to me probably 30 years on and, and and told me that it, it didn't have a happy ending. That um, oh, Frank. Kenny was I, distraught. I feel I feel absolutely shaken by that. I know. I'm just glad you never met Dick Francis. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I was completely naked with Acker Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I just clamped myself on his back and wouldn't let go. His bowler came off. <laughs> Everything.
I'd say he slightly faltered on Stranger on the Shop. <laughs> like that when I... Because it had lapsed into a Heimlich by that stage. Still, we can't sit here talking all day. Some of us have gone to drive to um, West Bromwich Albion versus Fulham. And uh, I've got pitch side duties with my brick. Oh, good so, luck. It's like, like the 80s. Yeah, just that way. <laughs> so anyway, if you'd like to sit down for the notices, we've got um, Not The Weekend podcast will be downloadable um, from Wednesday. That's, uh, in case you've never heard it, it's a podcast that we do um, separate from this show. Uh, it's not. We're not just repeating ourselves. Oh no! It's it's original material unavailable elsewhere. Mm. There you go. So there's that. That um, Sarah Champion is next. Um, it's been absolutely fabulous talking to you. And if the good Lord spares us, and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back next week. Goodbye. Oh.